Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. And of course, we're talking about the Open. Why Tiger is not playing today and tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the Rays are playing this weekend against Baltimore. And we're going to take some of your emails as well. The number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria. Serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza. An absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at Formaggio's. Or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you. And get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formaggios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formaggio's Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show Power 90.1. Sports fans, let's begin with the Open over at St. Andrews in Scotland. The 150th playing of the Open. Where it all started, they say. That's where all the greats have passed through. Jack Nicklaus says, if you want your name to be remembered in golf, you have to win the Open. So, everyone knows Jack's won a few times. Someone else that's won a few times, Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, Tiger was ready for this tournament. As you know, if you followed him this year, he wasn't able to play in the U.S. Open. He wanted to rest his body so that he'd be ready, you know, with the leg injury and, of course, the, the bad back, the surgery and all that. So, he uh, really was resting up to be able to play this weekend in this tournament and it got off to a um, you know certain start this week where you heard everybody over there is saying how prepared he is he's out there tripping and putting at night his game looks pretty sharp and uh, all, all if you heard Tiger talk he was saying you know he's, he feels great and I believe he thought he had a chance to go out there and really compete this week. And well, usually he doesn't play if he doesn't com- thinks he can compete. He wants to be able to go out there and you know take a run at Jack's record for the majors. That's why he's probably still playing. Unfortunately, the way it stands is that he will not be playing this weekend. Uh, plus nine over two days, uh, seventy six the first day. Uh, so obviously. He won't be around playing this week. It was a little emotional, I have to say, watching him walk up the 18th hole uh, on Friday, knowing that he was not going to make the cut. Now, everyone was saying, well, is he going to stop at this Swilkin Bridge there and wave like... Like all the greats did, Watson before they before he stopped, um, Nicholas and everyone else. Was he going to do that? And he did it. He walked right over to Swilcon Bridge. He didn't even slow down or stop. And that means to me is that he's not going to uh, retire right now. Not going to stop playing. That may have been his last round at St Andrews, however, because I don't think they're going to be back there for another. Uh, eight years maybe maybe 2030 we might see it back there so by that time who knows what kind of shape he's going to be in 
um, in his mind, he can still compete, no doubt. But his body, I think, says otherwise. What I saw this the last, the first couple of days, watching him play out there, he was hitting his driver very well, probably as good as anybody, to be honest with you. I think on one point he was leading the uh, tournament in in driving, driving distance, and everything else for the first uh, day or two. But what's going on with him that I notice is that for some reason he's unable to hit his irons and short game the way that we've seen him in the past. Now, I'm not sure if um, that's just a couple days not being able to play well. I I really don't think so, though, because he was out there getting ready and practicing, and I really think that he was ready. So I think something just happened with he was leaving a lot of the uh, clubs short on his approach shots. Uh, Like I said, hitting the driver very well, but everything else, not really. Usually he's a good lag putter. He wasn't lagging very well in a couple holes, and um, even on the last hole, I think it was fitting that his putt lipped out on the 18th. Now, the golf gods just weren't with him this week, and that's just the way it goes. Like I said, it was an emotional um, round, I'm sure, for him, and the one point there where he was waiting to tee off on the 18th, and McElroy was on the first, waiting to um, you know start his play for the day, and I believe McElroy actually tipped his hat as uh, Woods was walking down the fairway after we hit, so I'll tell you about those two guys. Say what you want about Tiger. Like him, not like him. Um, McElroy, like him, not like him. They are both students of the game. And we talk about the LIV and what that offers the players in the in the way of a financial uh, windfall. Uh, we've talked about that several times. And, of course, both Tiger and McElroy are very adamant. And this week, Tiger was even no outspoken a little bit about the players that have gone over there have really turned their backs on what has gotten them this far in, in their golf career. So we did see a little bit of a uh, different, more vocal Tiger this week talking about that. Also, of course, the emotions came out, like we mentioned, on the 18th hole there. So, you know, Tiger, I'm sure as he's getting older, he's mellowing a little bit. Like I said, the, the competitiveness, he's still there in his mind. Unfortunately, I don't think the body right now is able to uh, catch up to where his mind still is. You see people out there, you know, daily still playing, L's still playing. Uh, no, neither of them made the cut, but they had you no. Know, they had a decent uh, outing the first two days out there, and. Um, Tiger, this was always his favorite course. He said that many times, and he's just not able to really play competitive golf right now. So we're just going to see what happens as far as he goes. I think that he's going to rest up a little bit and look at everything, see what course he wants to play next. He did say that this was probably his last time playing the uh, old course uh, as far, at least competitively, I mean, he'll go out there at some point, I'm sure, and you know, have a cameo appearance, play two rounds, and they'll you know, definitely stop next time at the bridge, at the Swilkin Bridge, and take pictures and whatnot, and just for um, you know being able to do that to say that people were there taking pictures and like the rest of the greats did before they finished their careers. But as far as being competitive and playing out there on the tour, whether it be the regular tour, whether it be the the the, um, the four majors, I don't think 
it's going to be in the cards for him. And But no, no one, Tiger, he may just prove me wrong. And for the good of golf, I hope he does. People love watching him play out there. And the following was, was awesome uh, throughout the first two days. But when it's all said and done, Tiger's done uh, this weekend. And we're going to you know, focus on who's left and who's playing well. Like I mentioned, Cameron Smith, minus 13 going into today. Cameron Young, minus 11. Rory, minus 10 along with Victor Hovland Dustin Johnson right there at minus 9 Terrell Hatton at minus 8 Scheffler at minus 8 so just look at those top uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 8 players I just mentioned Smith McElroy Hovland Johnson Scheffler you got some top players up there and it's going to come down to it's anybody's ball game. The open is really open, as someone said. Uh, the next two days here, you're going to see some players go out there. And, you know, when you have the number one player in the world, like Scotty Shuffler right now, you can't count him out. He seems to be a man on a mission every time he goes out there. And he kind of, for some reason, he slips under the radar until maybe the last round and all of a sudden you're watching him and he's he's right there and makes a couple putts before you know it he's you know one up two up and tournament's over will that happen this weekend i'm, I'm not sure but um he's out there playing well adam scott is minus seven patrick cantlay uh minus seven taylor gooch who is uh, Dustin Johnson's teammate on the Aces at the LIV is out there playing well. You have Matt Fitzpatrick at minus six, Xander Shoffley at minus five, Lee Westwood at minus five. So Zalatoris at minus four. You can't really, you never know what he's going to do as well. So I would love to hear your thoughts on what you saw so far in the first two days out there. Um, I see, I saw, of course, that the weather was nicer than many other times that I've watched that tournament on TV. Never had a chance to go there. But watching it on TV, it's hard sometimes when you see the used to green grass. Not the links that we see over there, but it's a different way of golf. You don't hit the ball high over there. You, you know, hit the low shots, let it run, um, stay away from the bunkers, live to play another hole. So, you know, we're going to talk more about Tiger in the upcoming weeks, I'm sure, deciding on what he's going to do. But for right now, I'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901, sportsatpower901.com. Who do you think is going to come out victorious this weekend? Um, I, I have to say, if I had a pick right now, I would say McElroy is going to be someone that is right there and is going to play uh, very motivated golf, inspirational golf. He wants to win. Obviously, he's a great competitor as well. And for a lot of reasons, one of them, uh, if you listen to him, is that he wants to uh try to ensure that someone that's playing on the LIV tour doesn't hoist um, the trophy come Sunday. So he wants to go out there, and I think you're going to see more of that. If a lot of division, a lot of division right now, you have, for whatever reason, you have the Justice Department looking into allegations against the PGA. I don't know where this all goes, but when you have things like that transpiring, no way is that good for the game of golf. And I think that it all could have been avoided if the PGA had not stated that people that go over to the LIV tour cannot play on 
the PGA Tour, the DP Tour over there in Europe said the same thing. So you have people, um, you know, Sergio and Ian Poulter and those people over there um, aren't going to be able to play as well, which I think is wrong. I've said it before. I'll say it again. All this could be avoided if you let the players play where they want to play, when they want to play, as long as they qualify. There's talk about not letting them get the players' points to qualify for these tournaments, which would be a major mistake. The way I see it right now is if you follow someone, if you like someone that plays on the PGA Tour, you're going to follow that person. If you like someone on the LIV Tour, you're going to follow that person and that tour. But it should all come together for the majors. Everyone should be able to participate. And if they're able to do that, I think they can all find a way to work it out. But if you're going to start alienating people and not letting them play in the majors or the Ryder Cups, um, then it's going to be a huge problem. And I don't think it's going to end up well for anyone at that point. Um, And I think the PGA will suffer even more so than some of these other places. So, again, your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Go to JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email on who you think is going to win this weekend and what you think is in store for Tiger's future. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. If it's the middle of July, we must be talking about the All-Star break. And of course, that's coming up this week. We do have a game on Tuesday night. Monday, you have the Home Run Derby, which is always fun to watch. If, you, if you're into that, we have uh, Pete Alonzo from... Um, down here in Tampa, uh, he's going to be competing to try to uh, retain his title of two years in a row. Now we'll see what we'll see what he does. But for the game itself, they announced the starting uh, the, the starters you have for the National League. Well, let's go to the American League first, since we're in the American League. You have Alejandro Kirk from Toronto is going to be the starting catcher. Uh, he should be catching for McClanahan, but uh, we're going to get to that in a second. First base, you have Vladimir Guerrero from Toronto. Second base, Altuve from Houston. Third base, Rafael Devers uh, from Boston. You have Tim Anderson at short, representing the White Sox. Aaron Judge is an outfielder, along with his teammate Giancarlo Stanton. And the third outfielder is Mike Trout, of course, from the Angels. And then you have the DH as uh, Shohei Otani. He's going to be a pitcher and a DH in the American League, which is an interesting uh, feat in itself. They have what they call a legacy selection uh, in the American League. That's going to be Miguel Cabrera from Detroit. Um, Some of the reserves... Not going to go through them all, but the starting pitchers, we do have Shane McClanahan, as we talked about, Justin Verlander from Houston, uh, Manoa, Toronto, Cortez from the Yankees, Cole from the Yankees, Otani from the Angels, 
Uh, not going to know who's going to start. I, if you watched, McClanahan had a great game when he pitched on, um, uh, I believe it was Wednesday night. Uh, he looked really well. I mean, if you look at just the stats, he's got the he's got ten wins right now. He's got the most strikeouts by a lot in the American League and the lowest ERA. So you can't do much better than that as far as naming a starter pitcher. Now, of course, it's in Los Angeles, so you may see that they want to have a no Shotani uh, starting there for the Angels out there. Uh, and again, when you go to the national, when you go to the uh, National League, the pitchers that uh, they have are going to be Alcantara, Burns. You can have uh, Castillo from Cincinnati, and of course Clayton Kershaw from the Dodgers. So, would you be surprised if the managers picked Kershaw to start, representing the Dodgers of Los Angeles, and Otani representing the Angels of? Uh, uh, Los Angeles, so probably not, but uh, you might see that. The, the, the starters for the uh, National League, you're going to have Wilson Contreras out of the Cubs behind the plate, Goldschmidt at first from St. Louis, uh, Chisholm from Miami at second base, Machado at third, Trey Turner from the Dodgers at short, Ronald Acuna from uh, Atlanta as one of the outfielders along with Jock Peterson. And uh, Mookie Betts there, the Dodgers. Bryce Harper was supposed to play as a DH, but of course he's hurt. He won't be in there playing. The legacy selection for the National League is Albert Pujols. So um, that'll be interesting to see him out there. Uh, your thoughts on the game? You know, I remember going back in the day, you'd see the players and all kinds of big names playing. They'd play for a couple innings, and it was really fun to see that. I think now... Uh, the importance of the All-Star game is to see who, which league um, hosts the uh, World Series, who has a home field advantage. So I think they are playing for something um, versus just to go out there and play. But, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think. I, I think that at this point, a lot of players don't like that they enjoy the couple days off where they can rest up and not have to uh, go out there and play. Others like to go out there. They like the fanfare. They enjoy um, going out there and, and being part of all the festivities. So which group do you fall into there? I think that you know either way is, is right. Whatever you think um, is more fun to do. I, I think that from a race standpoint, only having McClanahan out there gives the team a chance to go ahead and and get some rest. We talked about what the Rays have done this week. I mean, right now they're going into the weekend. They're in second place in the American League East, 49 wins, 40 losses. Uh, they're the first wild card team if the playoffs were to start today. So we've definitely, uh, we jumped over Toronto. We jumped over the Red Sox. We took four games from the Red Sox this past week. I'm sure you're aware of that, but I want to go back a little further. We, we got swept by the Reds. Now, the Reds have been a very surprising team. Um, they were on the lower echelons, to put it nicely, um, 
in the league in wins going into that series. But they've uh, they found a way to beat some good teams. They took two out of three from the Yankees, I believe. Um, of course, they swept us last weekend. And then we started. Um, then we came back and we played the, uh, the Sox. If you look, for some reason, we play our best ball against the Red Sox and against the Yankees. For some reason, we just turn it on and we're able to go out there and... Um, you know, I don't know if it's you know the fans cheering for the other team at the top that gets the team motivated. I don't know if seeing the pinstripes and the Red Sox, who we've been able to just pretty much dominate um, when we're playing them. So uh, look up and down the lineup. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things that I have to say stood out to me was I actually saw someone have a sacrifice bunt. That's right. Brett Phillips had a sacrifice bunt in the game the other night when we scored five runs there in the seventh inning. Um, I think that was on Thursday night where uh, we went out there. Taylor Walls uh, had a great at-bat, knocked in a couple runs on an 0-2 pitch. He went the other way. He stayed with the pitch, and he went out there. So, you know, I think a lot of uh, he got a lot of grief again from the Cincinnati series, going over four, a couple errors out in the field there. Uh, he turned it around this past week, and I think that's great to see. Um, Josh Law, I'll give him credit. He had a nice double in that inning where he came back. Um, uh, he had nine runners in the seventh inning, scored five runs, like I said, ended up sweeping the Red Sox. I'll say it again. We swept the Red Sox. So um, whenever you can say that, that that's saying something. So I, I, I will bring this up, though. It's a little bit um, aggravating to see so many more fans from the Red Sox at the game than our own fans at these games. Um, and I'll tell you one of the reasons why I think that is, is that the Rays raise the prices, believe it or not, when the, the, the Sox come to town, when the Yankees come to town, when some of these other teams that you know have a fan base down here, they'll raise the prices. If you look online, compared to the other teams in the league, the Rays are higher priced for the you know, just admission into the game than a lot of these other teams throughout the league. And I think that's wrong. When you're trying to draw fans, we're one of the lowest, as you know, in attendance, maybe getting an average of 10,000 a game. And that's some games you're getting, you know, 8,000 fans at at best when you're there. So I think that, you know, really you need to go out there and, and look at doing something with the prices to be able to put people in the stands so that you know the fans can get behind the home team. Nothing worse than seeing more fans from the other team when they're playing. I mean, every once in a while, I remember used to see that with the Steelers when they'd come down here and play the Bucks. but that, that since ended. We'd love to see it. You never see that with the Lightning, obviously, and you know, you see that with the Rays, and I really wish that Sternberg would do something, lower the prices, find a way to maybe open up the upper deck, let people in um, so that people can go out there and support the team. That's not what's going on right now. And believe it or not, these guys right now, the Rays have the third best team in the American League. We're hanging in there. I mean, I honestly don't know how we're doing it. We're doing it with smoke and mirrors. But, you no, know, we go in there. Yandy Diaz is 
We're batting over 400 for the month of July. You have uh, the pitchers out there. Like I said, McClanahan went out there. Uh, Kluber pitched great the other day. Rasmussen pitched great. Uh, we do have Brandon Lowe coming back. Uh, if not this weekend, very soon. But um, some other news that's not so good, though, with the Rays is we have 17 guys on the injured list. That's what I said. We're doing this with smoke and mirrors. We're out there, you know, winning these games. We're starting to win the games now that we're losing earlier in the season, especially the close ones. We're coming back now. We're finding a way to win. So, you know, with Franco out, you're going to have to have Tyler Wallace go in there and and really, you know, play good. Aranda's been looking good since he's been up here. Um, but as far as getting more fans into the stadium, we really need to do something. Sternberg and the Rays organization needs to get uh, some promotions going to get some fans in there, especially as we, you know, get ready now for the trade deadline. Who do you think, if anybody, we need to go after? Do you think we should, you know, focus on trying to win this year? Or do you want to, you know, save the players, not give them up and build for the future? Um, if you ask me, I think we really need a right-handed power hitter. If we can go out there and get someone, maybe uh, Josh Bell, maybe a Brandon Drury from the Reds, if you can get him. Um, if you do that, and if we get low back healthy, uh, you know, we can make some noise. We can make some noise out there. Don't forget, like I mentioned, we have 17 people that are hurt right now. And unfortunately, one of those, Shane Baz, went on the IR. He's going to be out for... I heard at least eight weeks. It sounds to me as though it might be Tommy John surgery when you say that. He pitched in the Red Series, had some uh, arm stiffness the day or two after, and that's not usually a good sign. So um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think um, the Rays need to do for the rest of the season. Just keep doing what they're doing with the players they have and hope that we can get into the playoffs. But the problem is this. The team that we have right now, you know, I'm thinking 85, 90, maybe 95 wins if we're lucky to be able to do that. Sneak into the playoffs, hopefully, if we don't get too many more injuries. But then what? Do we have the do we have the players to win a first round playoff series, or is it going to be just you no know, one and done? And, you know, again, build for next year. So that's the dilemma that this team is in right now. And I, I think that we need to go out there and get some more bats and really, you know, put some money into this team and show the fans that we're serious about staying in the area and, you know, looking to win now. That's always a good idea when you're in negotiations trying to build a stadium in the area. Your thoughts, 877-448-7901, JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. 
Remember, your results may vary. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking some hockey right now. Uh, it really uh, breaks my heart to see Andre Pilat leaving the Lightning organization. He was one of the people that, you know, very professional, came to play every game, and he has done a lot for this organization. And heck, I think he's third on the all-time you know, playoff goals list. So, uh, unfortunately, it's a business like like everything else. And when we traded McDonough, I mean, I didn't like that trade. At first, uh, but they did that to free up some room so that they could sign um, some other people. So, Pollock's gone, McDonough's gone, we did sign um, Hagel, we did sign Nick Paul to a nice contract. Don't forget, um, you know, when you, every team, every year is different. The team that we had this year was different from the 2021 team, and, you know, it's different from the 2020 team that we won. So it'll be different next year as well. That's just the nature of the beast. I think that in the scheme of things, we're lucky that we have the players that we have that were so deep that we can afford to go ahead and let a player of Palat's, um you know, uh, Pilat's skills, talents get traded. He went to the Devils. Um, I, I wish him the best. It's going to be so hard to see him in a different uniform. But no, it is what it is. We were able to um, sign Sorelli, Cernak, and Sergachev to nice contracts because we freed up the space. So when you look at the whole thing, we do have Vasilevsky, we have Stamkos, we have Point, we have Kucherov, we have Paul, we have Hegel, we have Cernak, Sergachev, Sorelli. We do have um, the core of what we started this season with, so we should be happy in that regard. We do like to, you know, keep the players that we have as we go. We get used to playing, and you know, you know, you have Killorn, which I think this will probably be his last year. Looking at the contract and whatnot, he'll be thirty-three, and I'm, I would bet that next year at this time. We'll be talking about him moving on as well. But that's just the nature of the beast. Like I said, if you want to check in, 877-448-7901. Looking around the league, I really didn't see any other team that uh, improved all that much with any of the trades or the deadlines that they had. Um, You know, if you look at some of the teams, I think Ottawa may have gotten better. Um, Montreal may have gotten a good pick. The uh, but but nobody. I mean, the world champions there, Colorado. They lost one of their star players, uh, Cadre, I believe. So I I don't think that uh, it happens to all the teams, no matter what, and just the way it is. And you go forward. But I'd like to hear your comments on what you think uh, about um, losing Palat. And, and McDonough, if you want. Um, we also got Rudder, I believe. But those guys, um, Palat and uh, McDonough, tough guys on uh, tough guys, especially McDonough on defense. He was definitely someone that you could uh, count on night in and night out. And now that puts Sergachev in the top situation out there, him and Hedman. And that's why we, you know, signed him. So. Uh, Bisbois knows what he's doing. I, I will say that. So, however it turns out, that's what we have to go with. 
and as Lightning fans, we'll be ready when the season starts and, you know, go from there. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901, JimmyBSports.com. And some other news, you have Charles Barkley going to talk to the LIV. That came across the press yesterday. Um, Not sure talking about what. It certainly won't be to play on the tour. I've seen Barkley swing and it's... uh, Nothing that's going to make him any money on any tour anytime soon. But from a commentary standpoint, I like Barkley. He does say what's on his mind. He calls it the way he sees it. A lot to be said for that. So um, maybe when he talks with Norman, they can uh, find a place for him and make it interesting for some commentary. Uh, who knows? The other issue I wanted to t- briefly touch on is the Sean Watson it seems as though the Texans um, were able to address 30 um, issues against the team. That's not the 24. I mean, Deshaun Watson settled 20 out of 24 last month. Now the Texans are uh, settling with 30 out of, I think, 30 people um, for the organization to put it all behind them and, and move forward. They're not admitting any wrongdoing at all, by the way. They're just going to go ahead and, and pay all these people, and we'll never find out any of the details just to put it behind them. But, of course, there was no wrongdoing, which is just you know, somewhat unbelievable, the things that go on. But, um, guys, that's all the time we have, unfortunately. Enjoy the time we spent together each week. Shoot me an email. We'll get some red next week on the show. Um, JimmyBSports.com. Let me know who, again, you think is going to win the Open this weekend and what do you see the future holding for Tiger as always stay vigilant stay safe above all stay positive we'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium on Power 90.1